The Big Bang Theory states that at some time in the distant past, there was nothing. A process known as vacuum fluctuation created what uh, astrophysicists call a singularity. From one little simple point, one little uh, period, anyway, uh, about the size of a dime, the universe was born. Now, you have an explanation. See there? See how easy it is? Problem solved. No, problem not solved. Here's the idea. At some point in time, in a spot no bigger than a dime, there was vacuum fluctuation. This is what they're saying. How can it happen at this, some point in time if time does not exist yet? There is no time, remember? Because time has to have a beginning. What is time? Based on what? How can it be a spot no bigger than a dime? If I have a dime, a dime has to take up space. There is no space. We're talking about matter and space and energy. Things that you and I have to have in order to exist. Well, there is no such thing as space. There's no space. Who created space? If you have a dime, what takes up space? Where did it come from? If they got a dime, then that's matter. But there is no matter because there is no nothing. Remember? There is nothing. A vacuum is the opposite of matter, but it requires the existence of matter when none existed. A vacuum also requires space and time and energy when supposedly none existed. So how can it explode or fluctuate? Because fluctuation means movement. And according to the law of inertia, everything has to remain still until acted upon by an outside force. This rock. There. That rock will stay there until it's acted upon by an outside force. It cannot move itself. Something in a straight line will keep going straight until something acts upon it from an outside force. That's because, see, matter cannot be created nor destroyed. But we'll get into that later. So you cannot have fluctuation without the existence of space, time, matter, and energy. Because, you see, for something to move, something has to move it. So there can't be fluctuation. But they sound scientific, but they're not scientific. It's to fool God's people and anybody, and they become like cattle. And they just follow. What he feeds me, I will swallow. Nope. Remember this slide I showed to you a while ago. How this happened and what came before is a matter of complete speculation. Our history began then, and we have no scientific evidence of anything before then. Where is the scientific evidence after the complete speculation? There is no scientific evidence. Evolution is not scientific. Evolution breaks scientific laws. Elements being destroyed by a big explosion makes more sense than a big explosion causing everything to be. Scientifically, can something come from nothing? Just think about it. There is nothing. Where did something come from? Have you ever seen it happen? I need a million dollars up here. How long will I have to wait? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Real science, complexity of order has never been observed as a product of an explosion. And I used to when I was about 15 years old. I worked with my uncle at the Tidewater News up in Virginia. And he had a um, job of running a linotype 
He was an op- operator, and he would sit type. And so he let me come to the place, the printing shop, and he gave me little ads to set. And then I would have to take them and take them apart. And they had California job case where they would have an ETA, OIU, SHR. And I, I knew the whole thing. I memorized it. And I would take the things, and it would be the type upside down and backwards, but different kind of types, different drawers. So I would have to put it back into this right place. So I got to where I was fast at it. And I could read upside down and backwards because that's the way it came. Because when you print the paper, it come out right. Now, here's all these cases of all these types. So what they're saying is we could set a bomb in this place and blow it all up. And lo and behold, it would print the encyclopedia. Do you believe that would happen? Uh, Well, that's what they're trying to say. No explosion, as we know of, have ever done anything that's good, except there's always an exception. There's always an exception to everything. And that is, when your mom explodes, and yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, and all of a sudden you can clean up the whole room. There's always an exception to the rule. Now, why didn't nothing just stay nothing? If there's nothing, okay, why didn't nothing stay nothing? Because, uh, Everything of the cause and effect. Something has to cause something to be there. So if there is all of a sudden something, something had to cause it. Why did it explode? Well, it exploded. Why did it explode? How can it explode without energy? And what exploded? There is no matter. The four gases came. What gases? Where did they come from? See, they don't really start at the beginning. they got to start with a miracle. Did you know that every step in evolution requires a greater miracle than the creation story itself? Scientifically, can you have an explosion without entity? <laughs> no. If there was no matter, well, what exploded? The law of thermodynamics. Now, this is uh, interesting because you've got to have a beginning. And matter cannot be created nor destroyed. If it's a closed system, it has to be worked upon from the outside. Nothing that we have right now can naturally reproduce itself, can create something. Can anything create itself if it doesn't yet exist? Okay. I want a chair to appear right here. Oh, please don't let it happen. I want a chair to appear right here. How long will we have to wait for this chair to appear? How long? 20 billion years. Oh, it's got to be longer than that. 20 billion years. All right. I want a person right there. How long will we have to wait before a person appears? You see, if he doesn't already exist, how or where did he come from and by what power? Well, somebody had to make him or he made himself. And how can you act before you exist? A lot of this stuff is in this little booklet that I wrote years ago, but I think you get the point. It forbids a natural process from bringing something into nothing. It is not scientific. It cannot happen. There's no one who has ever been able to prove that something comes from nothing. There's no natural process that can create energy or matter. It's impossible to be done. Evolution says nothing exploded and created space, time, matter, and energy. Do you believe all of that? Matter came because, well, nothing exploded. 
And that's what happened. This is science falsely so-called. This is what he says. O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so-called. In other words, they say it's science, but it's not science. It's false. It's humanistic philosophy. It's the wisdom of the world, which some profession have erred concerning the faith. Believers believing junk. If you don't feed your mind with the truth of God's word, you're going to be like an idiot. You're not getting more wisdom of God. You're getting the wisdom of the world. And if you don't live right, it's because you don't think right. That's just a little Yankeeology thrown in here. There is no natural mechanism that will produce new matter and energy from nothing. You don't have anything that can make it happen. And it can't happen. It has to come from outside of itself. Now, it would take a supernatural event. The law of inertia, you know, everything has a tendency to remain still unless acted upon by an outside force. If there is something, if there is movement, if there is there, it has to have a cause. Every object persists in a state of rest or uniform motion in a straight line unless acted upon by an outside force or agent. Now, I didn't discover that. I just got that from this guy. And I don't even know who that guy is. But the law of cause and effect. Now, get this. The law of cause and effect is one of the best documented principles of science and everyday experiences. You see, this rock was here. Now it's over here. Why? There has to be a cause. Because I moved it. I caused it to happen. Things will go in a straight line unless acted upon by an outside force. Something has got to pull it down. They call that the law of law of gravity. It's going to pull it down. And you and I are going to get old one of these days, and we're going to be changing too. But now, get this. Cause and effect. Whatever begins to exist has a cause. Whatever begins to exist has a cause. The universe began to exist. Therefore, the universe has a cause. Something caused it. If something causes something, it has a cause. Now, if this is true, the physical universe consisting of time, space, matter, and energy must have a cause outside of themselves. How big would that cause have to be? When you consider the world, the universe, how big would that cause have to be that caused all of this? God, as creator of time, is outside of time. He is eternal I am. He's not limited to time. Since therefore he has no beginning in time, he has always existed. So God doesn't need a cause. They say, well, how did we get here? Creation. Well, who created it? God. Who created God? See how that goes? Who created God? And where do you think we came from? We came from four gases. And where did they come from? It's easier for me to believe that something created something than nothing created something, which requires a greater faith. We know one thing for sure. The beginning of the universe was not a natural event. 
It didn't create itself. The origin of the universe and the origin of life are supernatural events. Our belief in the supernatural, which is God, makes more sense than their belief in an unscientific event where something comes from nothing. I enjoy writing some of these things down. We believe God can speak things into existence out of nothing because God is God. And in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He can create something out of nothing. God can do that. But it cannot create itself. They need a miracle. We have one. We have a source that can make it all happen. They have no source. Therefore, they have no authority to say it happened this way. They can't prove anything. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the breath of God, the word of God. So that things which are seen were made of things which do appear, not made of things which do appear. So there's something that's invisible that created all of this. Where does space, time, matter, and energy all come from? Remember we asked this question a while ago. It created itself or it has always existed? Not if the second law of thermodynamics is true. It can have always existed because of the second law of thermodynamics that destroys. Everything has a tendency toward randomness, toward disorder, toward decay. Everything tends toward disorder. That's just a principle. But now, the example of the second law is a cup of coffee will cool off if left by itself. And I wish my coffee, once I got it hot, I wish it would just stay that way. I hate having to reheat coffee because I drink so slow it gets cold. So I've always told the waitresses, bring me a half a cup, please. I said, I'd rather you make 10 trips than me to have cold coffee. Because of the second law of thermodynamics, it loses. doesn't get better. It gets worse. Another way of stating the second law, then, is the universe is constantly getting more disorderly. Viewed that way, we can see the second law all about us. We can see it everywhere. Now, you take, for example, first of all, is there anybody in this room named Sue? I am so glad. Is there a boy named Sue? Because this is Sue at 20 years of age. <laughs> this is Sue at 90 years of age. Is she getting better or worse? I'm so glad Sue is not here today. Now, this is Sue in 3,000 years. Now, is the universe getting better and better and better? If evolution was true, everything would be getting better and better and better. Coming from simple forms of life to more complex forms of life. But it's not happening. It's just the opposite. Things are going downhill. They say the universe is expanding. If it's expanding, well, how did it ever get close together and now it's getting further apart? If you wound up a watch... Does it wind down? Who wound it up? If the earth has been wound up at one time and it's winding down, then something had to wind it up to start with. Mom, I'm doing a thermodynamics experiment. My science teacher says if you leave things alone long enough, 
they will get orderly all by themselves. Now, if your child uses this with you, you may want to let him know, how long, son, will this take? About a couple million years. So just let your room go, and it'll get better. Why do I always have to keep taking baths? I should get clean naturally. You know, in the process of time, anything is possible. I should get younger looking as I get older. But I look in the mirror, and it's not happening that way. Like a wound-up clock, the universe is winding down as if at one point it was fully wound up and has been winding down ever since. The question is, who wound up the clock? Who started it? And you can believe in evolution if you want. And you can send your kids to the schools that want to infiltrate their little minds and corrupt their minds. Aren't matter and energy both deteriorating? Yes, it is. The heavens are the work of thine hands. They shall what? Perish. The heavens and the earth that God created is going to perish. But thou remainest, and they shall wax old as doth the garment. So this is the second law of thermodynamics. Everything is growing downhill. Now, how could matter and energy have always existed? If it's always existed, then it should have deteriorated to the point where there is nothing left. But it hasn't happened. So the earth is not as old as they think. If the universe is over 10 billion years old, why hasn't it reached maximum decay yet? But it hasn't. But it's getting worse and worse and worse. Look at the questions. Scientifically, can you have an explosion without energy? No. If there was no matter, what exploded? Nothing. Scientifically, can something come from nothing? No. The Bible tells us where space and time and matter and energy came from. It's very simple. It's called the book of Genesis. You see, in the very beginning, that's a reference to time. There was a time where things began. And time has three dimensions, past, present, future. Here I am. This is present. Yesterday was past. Tomorrow will be future. I remember one time when Dr. Cameron was in class, and he says, there's no such thing as past or future. We'd look at him kind of crazy. He says, everybody thinks it's present. Now, gone. Now, gone. Say now. Gone. All right, when I say this, everybody together, when I say now, you say all now at the same time. Now. Gone. See, the past is already gone. So are we living in the present? Gone. When you get right down to it, life can be confusing. But God created time. And he says God created the heavens, reference to space. And space has three dimensions, length, height, and width. God created. But we already know the evolution doesn't decide how big the universe is. Okay, when you get to the end of nothing, what's on the other side of it? How big is Nothing. And the earth, that's reference to matter. Matter has three dimensions, solid, liquids, and gases. See, in the beginning, God did it all. And it says what he did. If we could only believe him. It takes energy to create something, and God has an inexhaustible supply. He's not limited. In the beginning, God created out of nothing the whole world, the universe. 
Now, if there is a God and there is a creator and he made us and we did not make ourselves, then we are the result of a cause. He made us and he has a cause. He has a reason for creating you. And your job in life is to find my creator. Find what am I living for? Here we are in search of our creator. God says, here I am. Ready or not, I'm coming. Evolution contradicts the laws of science. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise. There's your big bang. It don't take much to entertain some of y'all. The Big Bang Theory says the heavens came into existence with a great noise. The Bible says it will pass away with a great noise. Never mind global warming. Here are the facts. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. There's going to be global warming one day. Al Gore's going to be finally be right. It's all going to be destroyed. That's real global warming. Aren't matter and energy both deteriorated? Yes. How could matter and energy have always existed? It can't. Why haven't they reached the maximum decay yet? If the second law of thermodynamics is true and it's always existed, and the second law of thermodynamics would have destroyed it. The universe would have already been destroyed billions of years ago. But then, of course, they can't even get it started. They say it started from a big bang. God says it's going to end with a big bang. The Lord will not only tell us how things begin, but also how it will end. The Big Bang and global warming are coming. What should you do? Well, just make sure you are ready. Do I believe the Bible? I believe the Bible. And I believe that I have a reason for my faith. I have no problem. I don't care what man writes what book and how many degrees they've got after the name. I do not feel intimidated by any man in this world. Because I believe I stand upon the truth. I believe the Bible. And I don't have to try to convince everybody. Because I just want to make sure I've convinced myself. And I have peace of mind. I know where I'm going because I know where I came from. And the one that told me where I came from told me how I can get to a certain place that he wants me to be. And that's a place called heaven. Look up here. I want to show you this. This hand represents you and me. The wallet represents sin. It's everything we've done wrong. It's all of your mistakes and whatever you want to call it. Whatever it is, you did it. But God loves you. He don't love your sins. He hates your sin because your sins harm you. They do you wrong. They do you dirty. And there's a price to pay because of sin. So God hates sin. It's like loving flowers but hating the weeds. But God says we've all sinned. So we're all in the same boat. But God loves us. He hates your sin because, you see, your sins have to be paid. And the wages of sin is death. Eternal separation from God in a literal fire-burning hell. If you have never trusted Christ as your Savior, you are going to hell. It is a literal place. It will be forever. It will be eternal hell. Punishment. Torment. Understand that. I didn't write the Bible, but I believe the Bible. 
But God said, I love you, and I want you to go to heaven. But to go to heaven, you have to be perfect. And you are not perfect. I am not perfect. We're not good enough. I've had people say, you mean I'm not good enough? No, you're not. But God still loves you. So you can't save yourself. Come into church, that's nice. Giving money, that's even better. But none of that will pay for your sins. This hand represents Jesus Christ. He's the Lord God in the flesh. He came into this world because he loves us. He hates our sin because our sin separates us from him. So Jesus Christ, who had no sin, didn't have to die. So he took all of our sins, paid for it on the cross, and came back from the dead. And he said, if you and I, if we would believe he did it for us, he'd put this payment to our account. And we get to go to heaven on what he did. So you don't earn it. You don't work for it. You can't buy eternal life. It is the gift of God. Understand this. Most people have heard almost all their life, Christ paid for all the sin in the world. They've heard that. But they don't understand that if he paid for my sins, why am I have to go to hell and pay for my sins if he paid for my sins? Well, he came back from the dead and said, the only thing he wanted you to do is believe he did it for you. See, if you can't earn eternal life, can't work for it, not according to your works, well, how do I get it? You believe that he paid your sin debt. Now, you can't know you're going to heaven until you know you cannot go to hell. See, I can't go to hell. Why? I don't have any sins to pay for. He paid for my sins. But he paid for yours too. But you see, you have to believe it and accept it. I did. A few years ago. Made sense to me. So I trusted Christ as my Savior. I have the free gift of everlasting life. I got a payment for all of my sins. I'm good to go. I know I have eternal life. I know I'm going to heaven whenever I die. And if you have never trusted Christ as your Savior, you're not going to heaven. Nothing else matters. It doesn't matter about your religion. I don't even want to know what religion you go to. It doesn't matter. It has no weight, no bearing. The only thing you have to do is trust Christ. And if you haven't done that, you don't go. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. There is nobody else. No man cometh unto the Father but through Jesus Christ. So if you have never done so, would you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior this morning? How about right now? Let's pray, shall we? Every head bowed and every eye closed. No one looking around. If you have never trusted Christ as your Savior, you've heard about it, but would you believe that when he died, he died for you? He paid for your sins. And you'll accept what he did for you because you can't earn your way to heaven. You don't join this church or give money to go to heaven. You must accept Jesus Christ as your only hope. Would you do that? And if you will trust him right now as your Savior, friend, I'd like to have prayer for you. I'm not going to have you stand up. I'm not going to have you come forward. I don't want you to sign anything, give anything, promise anything. I just want you to raise your hand in just a moment. That just lets me know that what I said made sense to you, and I'd like to know because I want to have prayer for you. So in the quietness of this moment, is there anyone else say, Preacher, that made sense to me, and I will accept Jesus Christ right now as my Savior. Would you just let me know by slipping your hand up very quickly and put it right back down. Anyone at all? Anyone at all? Just slip it up real quick put it right back down. If you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, this is something you must do. Would you do it now? You have no guarantee on life. If you're watching by internet, right on the screen says, yes, I'll trust Christ as my Savior. I pray that you will. Let us know. Father, we thank you again for your blessings. Thank you for all you've done for us. 
And we ask your blessings upon each person that's here to use us for your honor and for your glory and help us to have a great confidence in your word that it is true, that the book of Genesis is true, and that, Father, you are coming again like you promised. Thank you so much. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.